I want to thank our, our sponsor, Diversity Vapor Shop. The Vapor Shop, Buddy Hall, makes his own flavors. They're amazing. Ships all over the United States. So if you want to try them, you're into vaping, you want to try the most unique flavors you've ever tried, go to go to diversity.com, go to jimcren.com. The link is on there, too, his website. But it's Buddy Hall, and they have a, a place in Dormont, Pittsburgh, and Babcock Boulevard, North Hills, in Pittsburgh. And they're our sponsor. Thank you, Buddy, and thank you, Diversity. This is the Jim Cren No Restrictions Podcast. We're coming to you nationwide. We are coming to you worldwide on the Sideshow Network. It's Mike Wysocki, Terry Jones, Mike Sasson, and here's your host, radio and comedy legend. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Jim Cren. Jim Cran, no restrictions on the Sideshow Network. We are brought to you by Diversity. We are taping right now at Talent Network. We are live to tape at uh, uh, our my agent's studio, Talent Network. It's the agency. If you ever want to book me, call Talent Network. <laughs> go to our website. Go to jimcran.com. We do bar mitzvahs, birthday parties, everything. Right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Backyard barbecues. Yeah, that would definitely be ahead of the concerts thing. at the Biome. Whatever, we'll, we'll do them all. Bu- you get the concert at the Biome. I'll do the barbecue if it's good. Yeah, I'm up for barbecue. You know that, <laughs> that that literally will actually happen. Jimmy will be. I at would the do Biome. a barbecue. Get the right food. I'm there. Yeah, I just did a somebody's welcome home party, and they, not not welcome home from war. Welcome right. home from prison. Oh, oh well, that's a different one. That's yeah, a different uh, batch. It was very both. It's gotta festive. be a great party. Oh, that great is, party! Oh, it's like that's it's like, like a, welcome home, JJ. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't send me a card to go. I, I should have. I yeah. could have hosted that for you. Yeah, you know, I, I just I did a one-man show with, uh, actually it was a two-man show. It was me and the unrelatable comic. Come on now. Whatever you, whatever you do. Come on now. Don't do a joke about solitude. <laughs> Terry Jones, Mike Sasson, Mike Wysocki uh, in studio, of course, and uh, Frank, uh, Frank, and uh, Josh, and Wayne, and and Dave uh, behind the scenes getting our show up and running and, and and we're excited about the show today we got a great show got some strange subjects in the news I can't wait to talk about and to kick off the show with a new segment we're going to do uh, every month we're going to have uh, Frank Mergia is going to come on give us what's happening around Pittsburgh around our town we are a national show but we also we're living Pittsburgh it's my my home you know it's it's my backyard so we're once a month we'll put frank on now frank has a podcast called press pass you should check it out it's on the pittsburgh podcast network it's a wonderful podcast it's it intrigues me it, it, it he has all these different unique guests on from uh, uh the pittsburgh area and you don't have to be from the pittsburgh area to appreciate the podcast that's the best part these people are so unique and talented and have such interesting lives and frank is becoming you like charlie rose the Charlie Rose now, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so popular. The guys looked around the studio and you go, we have a new segment. And the guys are looking like, we do? Who? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody found out just as I did two minutes ago. <laughs> so it is Press yeah, Pass. Press Pass. Yeah, on the Pittsburgh Podcast Pittsburgh Network. Podcast. All right, yeah. Frank. So what's going on in the Berg for people who run here? Yeah, take a look at the Berg. And speaking of Press Pass, uh, I think this Friday... Uh, we're trying to confirm Kurt Angle will be our guest on Pittsburgh Press Pass. I love Kurt. Champion nice. of yes. WWE, now the current TNA champion of wrestling, gold Olympic medal. wrestling champion, what? gold medalist. An yeah. interesting life. Yeah, Kurt Angle. And uh, so what's going on? A couple of good things. As you know, uh, our good friend Frank Nicotero, Pittsburgh comedian, 
host mm-hmm. of Street Smarts. Yep. Now on TV oh, every buddy. week. Yeah, he's back on TV every week, about three weeks now, on uh, CMT with his new show. And you guys have talked about this, Pontoon Payday. Pretty much Street Smarts on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> they're, ripping, they're, they're up. They filmed He's these the at best. Lake Havasu. Yeah, when the people were up there on spring break, of course, they're yes. peeling people off the boat onto the pontoon boat to answer trivia questions. Oh. They're in their bikinis. <laughs> they're in their swimsuits. A lot of fun. That a little bit of fun. yeah, fear factor survivor mixed into that. Where if they get you know if they w- get the questions right, they win money. But if they're wrong, like they have to eat worms or oh. chug, <laughs> chug beer bongs. So and it follows Party Down That's South. Awesome. You can see that on CMT every Thursday night after Party Down South too. Uh, 10 p.m., 9 p.m. Central, our good friend Frank Nicotero. Congratulations, on Frank. TV. He's perfect for that. Just to, <laughs> oh, he he is, right? to ad-lib the sense of humor, just let him go. If really you seen it, also. yeah, there's, there's like all kinds of clips right now that I was watching and yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I just like that. No one, one better. One, one is when one is like, all right, if you miss this question, chug a beer or eat worms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't miss. <laughs> yeah, well, right? The thing is, though, is I'd right. like to. I'd like. Well, can I pick chug a beer? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and also, we got. Uh, speaking of shows, this mm-hmm. Thursday night, Jim Crenn live at Jurgles Rhythm Grill in Pittsburgh. Come out tonight. That's You'll right. Listen. That's right. We're recording this early. The show is tonight. If mm-hmm. you're listening, <laughs> Thursday, eight p.m. So if you're listening on Saturday, don't come out tonight. Yeah, <laughs> it was last couple days. But now. That's right. This Thursday, now, this Thursday. Uh, which is tonight. If you're listening, Jurgles, uh, Jim Crenn will be Thanks, live right. there. Also, another big announcement. We've been keeping this one for a secret. We haven't been allowed to say anything about it. And the guys are looking at me. And it was announced today on Facebook. Our good buddy, Lee Turbozik, magician, comedian, Pittsburgh talent, young guy touring the college uh, scene and the corporate scene. He has announced today that he will be on the season of America's Got Talent. Isn't that great? That's right. Uh, He uh, he auditioned a few months ago for Howard Stern, Howdy Klum, Mel, Mel B., Howie Mandel, and host Nick Cannon. Uh, He got through. He's been keeping it a secret. The show premieres tonight which is tuesday night when we recorded this 8 p.m every uh, every week on nbc every tuesday tune in now lee doesn't know when he's going to be on he'll right. give us a heads up once Those he finds out come on what episode he'll be on ah. so check out america's uh, america's got talent congratulations to lee Turbosik, a guest of this show it's awesome and one more thing yeah, yeah. guys doing well here Great right. showman. I'm proud of those guys. That's right. And if you're in Pittsburgh also, um, you want to know what's going on every weekend, we have a website called 7 in a City, 7inacity.com. It's the seven top events going on in Pittsburgh every weekend. So that's it. I want to thank you guys for having me. Enjoy Thanks, Frankie. Episode 118. Here that's we go. Our own Frank Mergia. <laughs> and, and don't forget to, to catch him on uh, Press Pass. And I am looking forward to the Kurt Angle episode, which is really cool. And, and it, like I said, I, I joked about the Charlie Rose thing. I love Charlie Rose. Mm-hmm. But the thing, he, but it, the, what I'm saying is he gives it time, and it's just interesting. That it, That's the greatest thing about podcasting, and that's why I know you guys listen to podcasts out there, and why I listen to podcasts. It just gives you a chance to take a breath. You don't have to be perfect. It is revealing. It is. Mm-hmm. You can peel the onion back in a podcast. There's no bullshit to it. You were a guest. We revealed some great, great stuff. Uh, oh, the stories were amazing. show in high school and everything uh, else. Amazing. Yeah, yeah I listened to that episode. Seven years, I ran away with the circus. <laughs> I'm just giving <laughs> a tease. The lost years. The lost years. I told you about when I was performing this one day, right? And there was this dude in the audience, and he just kept laughing. And he like he was having a good time. Everybody was laughing. They were just having a good time. And I'm yeah. on stage. I'm featuring. And I'm like, oh, man, you know, that dude is... Like he's really enjoying this, right? <laughs> and I kept looking at him directly, like more than other people. And I was like, "Yo, 
So I was about to be like, yo, you look like a fake ass Kurt Angle, right? Don't tell me it was Kurt. It was fucking Kurt Angle. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're down. He's going to body slam you when he sees you. I was like, yo, this dude's going to give me the ankle lock. Because <laughs> after the show, he's like, Kurt Angle. I'm like, holy shit, use my tag team partner on SmackDown on PlayStation. That's so funny. Well, yeah, that's so funny. Wrestling, we love wrestling. I don't care who, what age you are, who you are. Yeah, you could be a banker with an English accent. You're gonna love it. Some part of you, if you're a guy, you like wrestling. You could be like, you know, I have to do banking right now. You see wrestling, you stop. You're done. What the hell? Oh, banking. Oh, banking. Right. Do banking now. <laughs> Men not, and women that dude love sounds him. so evil. <laughs> <laughs> like he's plotting on fees yes. to like ruin lives. Larry, oh, Larry man. Richard uh, did a, a. They have a documentary out, and it's going to be out uh, soon. You can buy it. Bruno San Martino documentary, oh. and. Uh, the ultimate wrestler, right? I mean, he's, he's the champion, and I mean, no, but not just the image of who he was, the kind of person he is. I, I had a, the honor of meeting. I met him uh, fifteen years ago, uh, 20, 20 years ago. Bro. I don't know what Joe Paterno was uh, honored at Dapper Dan, and I got the honor for whatever reason to to do jokes. Obviously, right before he was introduced, so I did, did a, I did Joe Paterno impression. They knew, so I did that. And Bruno was there at the day, so he's talking to him. He goes, "That was very funny. I like, I like you very much." Hey, Thanks, Bruno. How are you? Uh-huh. <laughs> Two months later, I, I was on a show. This, uh, a friend of mine, John McIntyre, in Pittsburgh, he did a show called Night Talk. Mm-hmm. And I was doing his Night Talk show, and Bruno was there. And I couldn't believe he remembered me because I didn't met him for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I really dapper Dan, very funny. And we got to know each other, we became friends a little bit, and uh, just the most genuine, down earth guy. Now I say friends a little bit because. This guy was an idol. I idolized him. Man. I genuflected. This was the man. When I was a little kid, we thought we were going to be Bruno. I tried to. Re- I can't believe it. We don't have broken backs, all of us. Oh, yeah. I actually did the sleeper hold on Kenny Oldinsky because <laughs> <laughs> I saw Bruno do it on George the Animal Steel, and it worked. <laughs> well, at least I mean, you, I could have killed Kenny. He's he's happy that it worked. Yeah. Put it that way. Well, I was happy he came too. There would be no Jim Crenin. But I really, but I wasn't. Well, this, this podcast yeah. would be done someplace else. Oh, yeah. Get out of it, right It'd now. be Frank Mergy and no restrictions. <laughs> yeah, Frank Mergy no restrictions, and I'd be in juvie. I'd be the juvie guy who loved the show. Yeah, with the ta- yeah with the tattoo. Switched over to regular prison by this point. But <laughs> you would be Stanley Pikachowski for all in prison. Well, yeah, I, with the prison version. Twelve years old. You don't know. You're excited. When he went out, I'm yeah. jumping in up and down. <laughs> Could end up in Mercy Hospital for Christ, but he wouldn't. He came to. Right. You fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> we spoke colorfully in 12 years old in the strip. We we loved but, wrestling so much that we used to do like uh, backyard wrestling, and we and mm-hmm. I had a CD player did, with yeah. speakers, and I had the WWE uh, entrance music, and we'd play it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, yeah, my mom had this oh, yes, large nice. leather belt that she didn't use anymore from like the 80s. That was the championship. And that was my championship. I was the hardcore champion. And I taped hardcore all over it. Like, <laughs> you were the hardcore. I was the champion. hardcore champion, and I bring it out with, and we do the weapon. Well, we knew That's like awesome. all the moves on how not to get hurt because they started releasing videos because kids was dying, mm-hmm. and they were yeah, like, "Yo, my, my generation." Is- Oh yeah, your dying. generation people are dying. So for my Lost generation, they're like, "Look, learn how to put your head up during a power bomb, stuff like that." It was uh crazy, but I remember we were so extreme that we had a cage match. Oh, you did and, a ca- that's and, wow. This is the cage match. That's really great. My cousin's house, 
the we took the I'm bunk impressed. bed down and we pulled the the mattress yeah, down. The so, cage. So it was a right. cage. So we wrestled inside of Terry, our bunk. You should write a book. This is gold. <laughs> <laughs> to do the this cage match. This is an instruction thing for kids. Hey kids, take get your a bunk bed. bed. <laughs> <laughs> your bunk bed. The cage part. And make the cage. But yeah, because it was all wood. So wow. it was trapped in. So once that part came in, it was kind of like we were trapped in, and we had to climb yes. the top of the cage. And that's yeah. tremendous. We were extreme. Did you win? I Hardcore. Did. I did win. Did you retain your team. title? <laughs> I kept my title for did a very long time. Did you ever lose your title? I never lost. D- my... Distraught week and no. had to come back because I was like, you. "You're not taking this leather belt." No, because <laughs> <laughs> someone put me in a figure four, and I remember turning it around did, and then doing like a reverse it? move. I did a reverse Reversed and grabbed his head. Oh yeah, and it, it, there was never a moment where the announcer, your your mean Gene, was there, and you're like, you know, I lost the title. I'll be back. Hardcore will be back. You cannot keep hardcore down. No, never, never. No, we used to do the interviews there. Are you serious? I swear to God. <laughs> the interviews were the best part. Yeah, Robert Boldensky uh-huh. was the announcer. <laughs> and I would do the interviews. And Uncle Davey is there. And Tommy Barker and all those guys. And Richie would be like, you know, I'd do the interviews. And, you know, or be talking. And I, you know, we're going to get, we're, we're tag team. We're the champs. We, <laughs> I wish there were video cameras back then. I, I probably would have got committed or something. Like <laughs> you know what? I'd be hospital, saying that but, all the time. But it was probably been funny to hear. Now, my taunting. And, but it was fun. It was <laughs> we but did. we used to jump on each other in the back and yep. you know, pile drivers. Like, How do we not like slip discs or crush each or other? When you're twelve, everybody out there did that was twelve. Yeah. You know, guys and girls, girls too. Girls are tough. They they wrestle too. Same thing, you know, right? The wrestling. So Kurt Angle, who's been around a long time now, is is the champ of T N A, right, Frank? T N A? TNA version. He's, he's one of my favorite wrestlers. He's very popular, and so that'll be cool. He's catch him on press pass. I've been a fan since and he worked on the Fox Ten O'clock News. Don't don't tell yeah, no he's, a, he's a class actor. <laughs> that, that, that ain't that ain't his fault. Nice though. man. That ain't, that ain't his fault. <laughs> you know, try. You gotta, hey, he was I, doing I pizza what, outlet commercials. You got to came back. You remember what that? I love about he had the right. champions. That's yeah, right. he had the gold he had, medals. The guy has cojones. He tries. He tried things. You know, dude. He landed. He got. He's, he got, he's made millions nuts. of dollars. And, insane. Yo, he you know? is nuts. I saw him do a moonsault. Was successful. Uh, at a, is during the TNA match, he did a, a moonsault off the top of the cage. So you got to keep in mind oh the God. cage height. What's a moonsault? With the salt? ring. Uh, that's the backflip. Did you do on somebody? Oh. oh so okay. you got to think. You don't know that, Jimmy. <laughs> J- Jimmy. They, they didn't have that back then. <laughs> I got <laughs> hit in the head. We had it. The shooting it, star <laughs> press. Jimmy's like, what the hell? A lot. We didn't even cover my boxing years. Yeah, I was just going to keep quiet and be like, uh-huh, yep, I saw whatever. <laughs> a lot of concussions. A lot of concussions here. <laughs> no, because that, yeah, that generation only had like a pal driver, a clothesline, and a leg drop. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, yeah back in the day. Free camel clutch. Removed. Camel clutch, a sleeper hold. There was I only did. so many moves. I put moves. my brother in a couple camel clutches. You can't reverse yeah. that one. There's because, like, by the time. Just t- how old do you think I am? You think no, I'm like, reading that TV? You that guy describe it and draw it in the dirt. No, because the thing is, by the time. I figured out it won. By the time I started watching wrestling, and by the time. You call it wrestling. You call it wrestling. 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 You wrestled Abe Lincoln for logs. Abe was a splitter. He had a log splitter. That, that was, was his move. <laughs> the log splitter. Well, you know, do, a lot of the moves that <laughs> a lot of moves are invented still to this day. So there's yeah. like a ton of moves that back then they didn't even do, and then they didn't start doing them until the '90s. So um, they got choreography in the '90s. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and people got hurt too. There's like so many uh, moves that are banned due to injury. Um, there was one. Called the running power bomb, yeah, and uh, D'Lo Brown did it. 
And he, the guy, <laughs> the guy was oiled up, and he uh, dropped draws on his neck that and paralyzed. The choreographer, him. Oh. so he can't. What he happened? Can't. He jumped. He, he did a drive. running power bomb. Oh, it's like and a power driver. No, it kind of, but he had him, and he ran I don't across start the ring. Technical and losing people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get old high fluting. You know where you take a man yeah. and you, you drive him into the ground. <laughs> I'm talking about man wrestling all day. I'll drive a banana. Welcome split. to Jim Cran's wrestling restrictions. <laughs> I get, get technical with him. I, I can tell you, well, I know what a banana split is, people, so and uh, the, the you know what a twister, double, yeah. and the, the cock blow. What's that one? Oh, cock, that's not in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know the garden that? gnome where you're, you're, you're in the lawn dart? And you <laughs> lawn darts kill it. Yeah. <laughs> they ban that. Uh, hey, so let's let switch subjects, try something new here. <laughs> this is some of these news stories I want to talk about I thought were very funny this week. I think it's funny. There's a couple... In the state of Washington in Brampton, Washington, uh, Ray Runyon and Kim Faulkner is the the. It's a husband and wife. She didn't take a last name. They're running against each other for city council, and that's a big news story. Was, uh-huh. I thought that was so fucking funny. A husband and wife running against oh, each other. The man. dirt Did running you have against each other. Yeah, against each other. Yeah. That's the first thing I thought yeah. of. Was the smear at like her. Just, and then you, you know, fucking cheated on me. Yeah. <laughs> don't vote for the, him. You don't put the seat down. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. She'll be like, "Do you want a Do you want a city councilman who only lasts three minutes when it comes to doing work?" <laughs> and then he'll just have him like that. Like, I'll make sure you want to. Yeah, she'll be like, do you want a councilman who lies, who says he's fixed the garage door for six weeks and hasn't? <laughs> Ogles your sister when you have him over for dinner? You always, don't want that. Yeah, always looking at breasts. You know? His ads yeah. will be so sexist. Yeah. Like, do you want somebody who does not prepare meals the way they're supposed to? <laughs> he'd like, he'd rebut Are her. you ready for once a month to have your city burned? <laughs> he'd, ever, he'd rebut her uh, slam on him. Like, you know, well, the garage door incident, yeah. I want to create jobs. Jobs. Right now, I'm hiring a guy to fix my garage. <laughs> Jobs will be created in Brenton That's with this awesome. man. And talk about lying. How about when I take Viagra and she's pretending to sleep? <laughs> Just letting on a lie, people. That's a lie. Those smear ads are awesome. <laughs> he just pulls out her last trip to the mall. This fiscal responsibility. <laughs> she spent $500. Yeah. That's $500 of your tax money. 23 candles? Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> no one needs 23 candles. Speaking of lies, here's a picture of her without her makeup. No. <laughs> 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 Would you make food for a man who just made me cry? <laughs> no, she wins. <laughs> yeah, the debates would be fun. They just get nasty the and dirty. Couples, so yeah, that debate would be really ugly. Man. Really. They have to hold that in like the the Seattle Seahawks stadium because it's that. It's that's, getting yeah, that's no, it's amazing. Yeah. Some legs, this whole thing because it's a husband and wife running. <laughs> Speaking of husband and wife, I, I just thought this was a, said the, one of the funniest things uh, I've read in a long time. There's a book coming out. Um, by a famous author, uh, it's, which isn't important to the story, that's why I can't remember, but he's a biographer, and he did a biography on the Nazi party. And he, he went and really in, in, in covered things about Hitler that hadn't been said before. And one of the things I thought was kind of funny was he did, Hitler did marriage counseling with Eva Braun, which I found fascinating. They said he had these relationships, you know, with her, with his relationship with her, and he talked about how he had this thing for it was like Goebbels, one of the other <laughs> evil. Guys. I mean, this is the evil, most evil people on the planet. You mm-hmm. think about that, that, that right in history. And they had also thing where he had this thing where he was a 
infatuated with some of the other people's wives and things and then and so they had to go into therapy i guess to save their relationship at some point and he talks about it in this biography and i just couldn't get past the therapy session in my mind <laughs> if you imagine hitler and they were run <laughs> doing marriage counseling is that what made me laugh you know think about the angles would be like what do you think hitler what do you think I know I have a control problem. <laughs> <laughs> she invites her mother over every time and invading Poland. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> and she's all pissy. You know? Oh, yeah, but the little hairs me stupid mustache in the sink. <laughs> Not cleaning those out. And you gave me syphilis. <laughs> like, what to throw that in my face? Hi, Eva. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he wasn't complaining. He went to shopping spree when I took over Paris, huh? I took over Paris yes. so you could shop. So yeah. you could shop. So I brought your time. <laughs> Be awesome. The watch. Yeah, I know. It's good. Even... When, he, when he farts, he's eating, he yells, Fjord, in the bedroom. It was like, <laughs> every time he farts. I was thinking, isn't it bizarre, though? I mean, so evil. I guess you don't even think of him doing any human things. No. You, yeah. had, you, so you want to talk about the level of cojones of the person who actually would take, you know, who the would therapist. be the, yeah, the therapist who would actually sit there and, wow. like, give the person, give Adolf Hitler the guy you who have would to kill lie. you. Yeah, you have to be like, everything is your fault. Ava. Yeah. Ava, yeah. It's Ava all you. is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I have to agree with my feelings. <laughs> Yeah, really. You're, that's a great point, Mike. <laughs> I have to agree with my fear. Everything he says. Yo, when's the last time you met a dude named Adolf? Yeah, yeah he that, killed the, a first name and a last that name. name. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and the yeah. mustache. The he mustache three is things. everything. Yeah. yeah, I never got the mustache look. Sorry. I Michael how, Jordan. Not a good Michael look. Jordan tried to pull it. Yo, off. Michael Jordan did get a Hitler mustache. He did a Hitler. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah, you're I right. Did. Still, I don't know why. He even did Jordan why can't pull that, that one off. Yeah, because he because people worship him the same. That's why. I think they that's fucking stand in line and kill yeah. each other well, for his shoes. Well, when you get these worshippers, they, they they can't make a right a proper decision. <laughs> Hitler shaved his mustache one day, trimming it, fucked it up. Yeah, and then ninety yeah. people said. God, that's a cool look. <laughs> really? Oh, my God. You are Brad Pitt, and he's not born yet. One cute girl thought it was cute. That was it. I bet you 20 bucks. One one good-looking girl thought, well, you look good there. Like, oh, I'll never get rid of that. <laughs> that that's yeah. all it takes. That's, that's, yeah, yeah. That, that is usually all it takes. By the way, that is a spot-on Hitler impression I'm doing. That is. That is. Yeah. I do the him. research. Did, <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Yeah, I saw a dude last week. Yeah, you're right. What is, I, mean, I guess... Imagine his day, man. This guy, he's, he's, he's such a psycho. All these dictators are just gets into this. What's the joy? I don't get it. What's the goal and the joy? They're they're all fucked up. Look at Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un killed his aunt last week mm. because she was nagging him about the fact that she <laughs> killed, he killed her, is her husband. <laughs> which is his husband. <laughs> How dare you? Nag, nag, nag. I'm sick of hearing about this. Yeah. <laughs> you going, going to the going to the. To, to, I never do anything right. I yeah. just I kill the uncle and then the. Why you kill like, uncle? I got to kill. Him. Why you do it? I, I have a weird theory. Every about day that. you ask me a, a theory about like all these guys like this. Yeah. You know, because uh, you know you had your Hitlers, your Stalins, Putin. then you had. Uh, the Roman Empire, and even though people were like, "Oh, you know, Rome tried it," nah, Rome was fucking stuff up, man. Like, mm. and and you go throughout all this history of these different people, uh, even from Khan, it doesn't matter. They're, they're just all the same. They all wanted to rule the world and take over. But I have this theory of like victim syndrome of like how 
it only takes one person to kill them and end everything. Like they're so yeah. they're in so much mental control and they're afraid how... of being a victim that mm-hmm. like I always look at it. For example, there's there's people that do like multiple bad things over and over. Right. You see them on the news, like they killed somebody, they did this, they did that, and nobody does nothing about it. And it's like, yo, you could just take one bullet and just end everything and save the world. But that's, well, you that's know my what? sick mind. Well, think just about it with Hitler. Point. Yeah, but then I, maybe I think the next guy's got Hitler got all the all the people that tried to kill him. Even Tom Cruise couldn't kill him. <laughs> and that's saying something. Yeah. Tom Cruise can't kill him. Yeah, but Tom uh, Cruise be killing people. they all. Yeah, Tom Cruise should be able to kill him. Yeah, he, but he, he couldn't yeah. kill him. Now they all have these <laughs> these people after them, and I guess they he must have a lot of taste testers. Like if I was a dictator, I would have a taste tester because that'd be the first way. I wouldn't trust anybody food, right? Yeah. Well, they, they, they have that because there's stories of people. To be a taste tester. The price you pay for genocide. There, someone told <laughs> me a good job until you had a poison day. There was mm-hmm. a story of a guy who tried to kill <laughs> Hitler. <laughs> this tastes great. Um, there was a guy who Ooh. tried to kill Hitler, and Wayne, you might know this. Story. Oh, it's 12, 12 us, There's twelve documented attempts. On the oh line. yeah, on the well, there was Crazy the one in particular about the stage where a guy put a bomb in a stage that Hitler was going to be doing yes. a speech. But something happened to where they had to switch the speech over to another stage. And he he changed the time. Yeah. So they couldn't even do the explosion the way they did. He he just, when you're a dictator, I guess you got to start thinking of poisons and shit like that. Yeah. (laughs) Wakes up and going, how would they kill me today? (laughs) (laughs) Bomb in the stage. Got it. (laughs) Switch the time. (laughs) Switch the stage. Fuck them. (laughs) So he do it. Kim Jong Un, same thing. Wakes up every day, going, "Oh my fucking aunt's gonna kill me first. <laughs> no, she love you. Nag, she nag, don't nag. rub me. Nag, nag, nag. She don't kill me. <laughs> she don't rub me. I guarantee. <laughs> I kill her first before she kill me. She my crazy aunt. Buy me fucked up sweater every year. <laughs> I lie. That's good. It's good sweater. It's not. Uh, she gonna kill me first. I know it. Okay, she dead. Boom, gone. Putin, you know it's crazy. Like the, I like the fact that the sporting events things, like all these dictators that they got photos. Even through history, you see photos and doing these great things in front of the people because they want to show strength. Now Putin, who has been rumored to be sick and he's in his mid sixties, this is true. I'm not making this up. He scores eight goals in an All Star game. I saw that with NHL players NH- on the ice. Ex NHL players all on the ice he scores eight goals are you shitting me like how in the world is even in russia even with the propaganda shit and they're feeding me potato soup i'm not buying it <laughs> potato soup. i'm not buying it right there's so it, much pressure on the goalie you gotta <laughs> let it go by without making it look like you yeah letting it go by you gotta act like the <laughs> the, the, the kid you gotta treat putin like the little kid at the soft the wiffle ball game, the picnic. Come on, Jakey. Ball under the hand. Oh, you know, I'm wrong. And you're going to pretend like he's doing something. You're right. Well, there's probably like a, like a defenseman who like stopped Putin in the first period and hadn't seen since. <laughs> I don't know where he went. Yeah, he looked in between periods. Like, <laughs> yeah, stole a break. the puck from you him. Know, where's Yorgi? <laughs> Yeah, there's, oh, yeah, he's that's gone. The, that's that's like the sideline reporter sitting yeah. there going, "Yeah, he's 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 out. Yeah. Oh, concussion? No, he's yeah. just out. Yeah, <laughs> transferred <laughs> to Siberia. Like, yeah, this year's in Yorgi out. Uh, won't be seen in the second period or next ten years. Yeah. <laughs> Stop the great breakaway. Let's look at the tape. They show him not, you know, knocking it out of his hand or anything. Putin. What is that? All does he go? Does he walk away from that thinking? <laughs> I just did. 
I could be a hockey player. I killed. Yeah. I killed it. I they, killed yes, it today. Yes. High five. High five. Yeah. I'd make everyone high five. Probably don't even give assist on his goals. Anyway. Yeah. He'd want to. He gets the goal. No, I'm kidding. Assist. <laughs> yeah. He'd want to. But they don't give other players the assist. Goal by Vladimir goal. Putin. Yeah. Assist and, by, by Vladimir, Vladimir Putin. Putin. Yeah. <laughs> assist by Vladimir Putin. Maybe All three stars. Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin. <laughs> They're throwing roses and hats. Maybe at him. other dictators call each other. You know, and that's the only ones who could talk straight to them. So maybe after he scored scored eight goals and no assist, Kim Jong Un calls him and says, "Great game, Pudi, but you're not complete player. <laughs> <laughs> no assist. Oh, Mr. Goldscorer, oh, <laughs> You block shot. Nobody talks to me that way. All right, I talk to him that way. I'm dictator too, motherfucker. <laughs> I just kill my aunt. <laughs> that's awesome. Call me when you kill your ass. That's cold blooded. That's the thing about like when they always talk about these Russian players coming over here and they're like, Well mm-hmm. will Malkin go over to Russia? No, he won't. Malka Russia well, is yeah. fucked up. It yes. is. <laughs> yeah, why? Because it's shitty over there. Yeah. They they shake their players down too. Lots of happen a lot of time in the NHL once you sign a big contract, there's a couple of Russian guys knocking your hotel door and like Here's pictures of your family. We saw you got a big contract. Really? Yeah. Alexander Maloney. Hand it over. They're gone. Really? Yeah. It's happened a few times. Yeah. Yeah. You got to give it a little donation, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Get it. I know. Oh. And even the Russian <laughs> mafia is considered brutal and violent by other mafias. No, really? The, yeah, yeah. Like the Russian mobs are, are fucked up. You mean messed the other yeah. mobs? The, the Italians are like, what the hell with these guys? These guys are brutal. Yeah, yeah. Russians don't they're give the, a shit. The Russians, uh-uh. they they just do dr- sex don't and drug trafficking. The they don't give a shit about nothing. Vodka all day. Actually, there's a bunch of Russian uh, mafia the little uh, storefronts here. Is you, it, you know they are. It's wow. like you go in, you yeah. like, son, you. We don't want to talk yeah, about it. I'm not going to say nothing he what knows, it is before knows, they come Daddy at my Jones door. Knows too much. <laughs> they come to my door. Hello, we uh, want to speak with you. Uh, does he know this? <laughs> it's time for you to die. Consider, you yeah, like so, Nikolai Volkov, so they, right? Nikolai so how do you know it's the mob? Or not, it's, how, what if it's the government It does it? Like, you know, it goes to get it from the hockey place. Psst, like, I, man. Or is, it, or is it definitely the. Sometimes I wonder if the government and the mob is just. Hand in hand, <laughs> <laughs> a few countries. You know, in a couple countries, like we don't know anything well, about Russia for real, so it's like we here at the Jim Crane podcast love the Russian mafia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're probably love fans of the podcast. Yeah. Please, you guys Please. are doing a great job yeah, out there. Love Keep love working you hard. Guys. Just, working I just hard. wanted to throw that in so yeah. we can put that. Like, move along. Move along. Putin is better than Malkin. Putin is better than Malkin. Putin rules, man. Kick ass. The black Russian loves you. That was. It was Kim Jong Un who said that, not yeah. me. <laughs> He's a guest. He walked I, out. I think that's why Obama makes sure that the basketball players that he plays are really good. Like if, no, if well, he feels like you let up, he fires. You. I read an article on that, and <laughs> yeah. there was a guy who was shadowing him for like two weeks, and mm-hmm. he let him do. It was a Vanity Fair or Esquire, one of the great magazines, right? And he said that. You're, you said yeah. that, Terry he said. Or somebody told that guy, a Secret Service guy told the guy he was going to go in and play. And he said, look, if you let up for one second, he said, you're out. You'll never play. He may not write the article. He said, you have to play full bore. Hmm. And they said, he's he's a pretty good, but he's not bad. He's mm-hmm. like some ex-college players. But in that particular game, I was reading the article, he got he got elbowed in the nose. You know, yeah. Bloody nose. And, and yeah, well, that's the president. You elbow the president in the nose. The guy, and they... And, the guy apologized, but that was it and moved on. And that wasn't any fawning all over him. Mm-hmm. And, and he said that. He said, nah, if that guy would have fawned all over him, it would have been trouble. 
So you just and I understand that's a cool that's the way that's the way you you need normalcy. Yeah. Oh, great shot, Mr. President. What a block, Mr. President. Yeah. 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 I scored it. Almost half of you stole that from me. Eighty-five points a game. You know, really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about being the president. The one thing is just the isolation. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. why there's so much stuff in the White House is because you can't like just go to the movies. You can't just go anywhere. Go get a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're just there. Yeah. He he has it. He has it really bad too. So he's already. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Did you see? Did you see his video that he did? He did a very funny vine. Where he's trying to dunk a cookie in some milk, and the glass is too small for the size of the cookie. Yeah, and he keeps trying to dunk it, it, and he goes, "Thanks, Obama." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I love the dude. He's so fucking awesome. Too, yeah, it's funny when well, he says that. Thanks, Obama. For, I have respect for all presidents, man. Once you get in that office. Come on, these guys are patriots. Who wants trying, that I job? I, know. I mean, you're all George W. Bush. All of my know, you know, everyone has political views, and they're all passionate as hell and all that and crazy but um, but really we're we're the greatest country on earth it works it does yeah there ain't nobody what's why there ain't nobody escaping our country they're just coming in (laughs) sneaking in i'm saying well that's why the you know all the president they all get along because they're the only people that really understand what's going on the job and the isolation and everything like that is the guy who had it before you so like yeah Mm -hmm. i understand what's exactly going on and they're lucky in in recent history because they got clinton when they have reunions i could plan the party (laughs) yeah you and clinton (laughs) in charge of that party play the saxophone wise at the party in charge of that w was a partier back in the day yeah he was so i mean like i could drink clinton under the table And I could like snort too, so there. Yeah, you read some early <laughs> W back in West Texas. Oh, he, uh, yeah, he was yeah. wild. Yeah. Oh, he was real wild. Like he was popping Molly's before there was Molly's. <laughs> he, like, invented. He, was, he invented ecstasy. Uh, yeah. Did you? Did you guys hear? The I'm call? rolling right now. Somebody get me some water, quick. Secret Service. I want to hug you. Want to <laughs> hug people. I want to hug everybody. Except the ecstasy. Even that drug won't do that. I never Not forget when Mad TV made fun of George W. They always did, but they they had uh, instead of country glamour. His country slammer and it was uh him rapping as nelly about electrocuting people on the, on the chair because this was right when he was running for president did you guys hear the controversy with google maps no yes. yeah. Yeah. Talk about it, yeah talk about it so uh i was <laughs> i get tagged on something on uh on uh, instagram mm-hmm. and i go okay well I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and look at this i said what I said, this can't be real so I did it in my Google Maps. Yeah. And if you put the N word and uh, house in the same sentence, it takes you to the White House. Oh my God. And if you put in the N word and university, it takes you to Howard University, which is a predominantly black college in DC. If you put in the N word and type in lover, I thought it was a completely different story on the Google Maps. Oh no, is that because so many people have so many people have typed it in associated with it? But you can customize kind of the location, so that means that there's like thousands and thousands and thousands of people who are just so racist that they (laughs) typed this in. Oh my god! This was my unbelievable. This was the crazy. Like if you typed in the N word and king, it took you to White House. If really? you typed in the N word and like is so this this is my favorite. You guys, I'm, a, I'm can you make a guess on this? If you type in the N word and lover afterwards, what do you think it takes you? I don't know. You'll never believe this. I don't know. It takes you to the Lincoln Memorial. 
Really? Oh, because they he's hate the person Lincoln that too. <laughs> he frees slaves. Oh, the grudge against Lincoln. He frees slaves. I was like, yo, that dude is in heaven. Like, I did it. I screwed <laughs> everybody. <laughs> Here's the thing, wow. Jimmy. You were sitting there going, unbelievable. This is totally believable. Like, who are these? <laughs> <laughs> America, America in 2015. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, really. Who are these? So people? Google Maps yeah. has to fix it right now. They they went in a panic. Like, I know I typed a couple things to Google Maps and sent screenshots all over uh, social media. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people start sharing it a lot of people start doing the same thing as well and people are just up in arms about it. they're like yo this is ridiculous man this is crazy but it's just it goes off the locations my thing is i thought google maps should have had a filter on like racial slurs and things like that because a yeah. lot of companies do you can't use any type of racial slur or anything that's derogatory for like security questions etc okay. yeah, um, but the bro. problem is is that 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 remember um perry got in trouble because where his like compound was or where he lived in Texas was actually called N word head or something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. So there actually are word like that's like maybe Google Maps couldn't do that. Yeah. Because of the fact that there are actually places. They, like, there are some places. Awesome. Awesome. Bill, Bill Clinton goes, you tap in Big Johnson. That's in my <laughs> house. Yeah. I'm I'm in my house. My crotch. You bed. just put in, where is the party? Right here. <laughs> it yeah. takes you to Clinton's house. Johnson, like man. all these different things. It takes you to, then one takes you to Monica Lewinsky's house. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. no, you, um, there are some places that actually use the term. Um, from just historical standpoint of years of you know slavery, we we understand how this country was built. But the thing is that I felt like also Google Maps should use it for if that's specifically for what it is. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's the place where he was at. But like when I typed it, it took me to where the fucking black president and his family lives. Yeah. So it was just there's a huge controversy on it right well, now. Yeah, it's, it's awful. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it, if you think about it, I try to explain this to people about racism. If you think about racism in America, America was built on different races. Like, it started with racism. Like, people came from Europe, they killed Native Americans, then they start shipping different races into the country. And watch, then other countries watch, escaped. Watch here. gangs from New York, right? There. Yeah, gangs in New York is or perfect gangs example. In New York, I'm sorry. Like, and then there's so many different people that uh, different types of Europeans that moved here who were hated. Like Italians were oh, hated. No, there was the, a, the Irish were hated. That's why and, no Irish I, need I, apply. My Don't even try because his father came on the boat. My grand great grandmother came on the boat. Yeah. Um, the word "dago" is, is a bad word. It's, it's a slur. Italian uh, version of. Uh, I don't think it's. I don't know if it's quite it, it is it's, harsh as it's, the n-word it's supposed uh, to be harsh a word, but, think, but it's a harsh word you hear but you hear people hey a day go a day go joking around people say it a lot because italians used and, it like how we put an a at the end of but the it's n-word. not is yes yeah, like, <laughs> maybe yeah because but it's not really positive. like uh yeah and the, the irish had to go through it and the, the jewish people yeah groups of people but it's hard to wrap my it's it's just it's hard to wrap your head around it you know in in it the, is the country. Is. The country the is built on it. Not like someone because of their culture. Because of, yeah. of what the <laughs> it is culture. It, it's kind it, of everybody funny, has their background and sick. culture. But it's you all, sit there and go, I don't like them because they're culture. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really it is the dumbest, it's the, arrogant, ignorant thing. It's you the same thing of. if you discuss why, like, how does Kim Jong Un shoot his aunt? You can't. Oh, she's rip, a bitch. But, she, but you can't. You Mag. can't wrap your head around that kind of psychotic. Whatever. Yeah, really. You can't. You can't. Like, why would some? You know, why would Vladimir Putin play in a hockey game, obviously against players that are way better than him, <laughs> and score, and eight, score goals. eight goals and walk off the ice going, "Yeah, I, I deserve that," exactly. because he's batshit crazy. Well, they have soft hands. And then the thing too with with America is that you know America started you know there was slavery then the Chinese came here they worked on a railroad so there were like all these different races that were coming in and kind of forced into America 
So the country's been built on racism, if you think about it. So then you go into the emancipation, you go into uh, later on segregation, women being able to vote, different small things that this country has done to well, make things better, which is think- which is actually a good thing if you look at it historically. Like it wasn't well, long ago that women couldn't even vote. I'm talking early 19th century, right? Right. It was. 19- it was. Yeah, there, are still, there are people still alive. That, remember that, that, when yeah. women can't vote yeah. son segregation didn't end until 66 my dad yeah. still tells me stories that's crazy of like yeah. how they had to go in the back and get food oh, you know what i'm saying yes, like that's, it's so uh, crazy not even know, long ago well yeah i, mean, I talked to uh, uh baseball players and telling me that they this is like in the 50s man this yeah. is not long ago where in the minor leagues they had like restaurants Mm-hmm. And they had certain areas. There was a, they had it. They called it in the fifties. Then it's colored section. The, yeah. the colored section yep. of the restaurant stuff. How crazy isn't that? Wild. If you were lucky, you could get something around? to go just because you were a ball player. Yeah, you still couldn't eat there, but they might hand you a bag out the back door or something and keep this quiet. My I favorite, couldn't believe it's hard. Isn't it hard couldn't to stay in the same hotel? That's, that's why Clemente that was really big of, in civil uh, rights. What's that term? Oh no, go ahead. Clemente was big. Yeah, yeah he was. He, was, he there were, but still, it's 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 just hard. Isn't it hard to wrap your head around the stupidity of it? It's like how crazy. But, but it this is, is this is the, the most arrogance and like, ignorance of that. Mm-hmm. Like there's a uh, who how where did. But the thing is, like, so I mean, you even hope like, it was gone. But you're right; it's still there. People but it's so it's so like I was reading. Um, I was watching a documentary. Uh, the Pittsburgh Courier wrote a, an editorial directed mm-hmm. towards the Pirates' general manager, and this was back in like the 19, you know, like 30s when the Pirates were not real great. And he goes, "You realize you could put a team together out of players that are in this city, mm-hmm. and you will win the pennant. You oh will win God, the right. world." And just goes, "You will, you know, Josh Gibson, mm-hmm. Cool Papa Bell, all these guys are in your city. Yeah. You could sign them tomorrow. And this win. is, yeah, mm-hmm. and you'll win. I says, and you will win the World Series. Yeah. That's how it's just." It's just mind blowing. So mind blowing. Yeah, like you're, right they're there. Around. They play in the Forbes Field. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. right there. They're right Josh there. Bell's hitting 800 home runs. <laughs> <Yeah>. He is <laughs> there, right there. Sign him. Yeah. Do it. You know, I mean, the Pirates could have been the Yankees for you know Yo, 15, that, 20 really years. Oh I mean, yeah, because if you look at all the players that were on the Crawfords and 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 the Grays and uh, mm-hmm. just all around, I I think the thing with that surprises me about like everything that's going on, you know, with the Google Maps thing and. Obama and just racism like I said segregation didn't end until like 66 and there's just so much stuff that America has a hate will and I tell people this they have a hate will and and uh, uh, we spin it and every 10 years we it lands on who we're going to hate is. for it's a decade it is it's different every time it is and it is you know for a while there were Italians that came in we hated Italians and then we hated the Chinese and then you know for the 80s we hated gays because we couldn't hate blacks as much because the culture started kicking in then we hated uh remember there was the whole cubans but, and mexicans but, but I don't think, jumping the border but i don't think america is even is is i think we're actually probably more progressively more we're learning getting better when you hear about you know we're not the only country it's just yeah. people in general mm-hmm. you know what i mean because you go to europe I saw a thing on Real Sports. Brian Gumble, Real Sports. There was like, a, there was a guy that uh, they they have African American guys that they they throw bananas at and stuff yeah. in, these, in these soccer games right now. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. Eng- England's worried about like you, they have you, their own version of Mexicans. There's people like maybe from Turkey that come over and they're yep. all worried. We got to secure the border. It's, yeah, it's, it's the same thing in other countries. So that Muslims country. Yeah. So we're talking yeah. about our country. Yeah. You know, 
maybe it's 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 a sad part of humanity. Maybe not just our country. In other words, because look at England, they're throwing bananas on the field. They don't would never do that in any sporting event here. Well, I don't they, believe no, they would. If they I did, don't. they would get they in would trouble not. That's like why that. I'm saying exactly. We have a great. You know, that's what I mean, Sarah. I think we're more progressive in in, in moving just, forward, I, more so I, I than think, some other places. And I think it's a society thing for whatever reason. You know our imperfection of humanity. We just have that so much hatred to evolve. and evil in the we world. We have so far to evolve, to move there's forward, evil. and just we're just people think that right. we're at a level right now to where we, we you know, well, we're, we're someplace right. we're better, but we're, we're so far, we we're so much so far to go. Well, there's evil in the world, and that's evil. Racism's yeah. evil any way you look at it. So there's evil in the world. So how do you overcome that freedom of choice? Of now it gets into a spiritual thing, but how do you have to overcome that? Beat these people to overcome, or they haven't overcome. Yeah. That jump of you know not taking our own responsibility there's, on everything in life, maybe blaming others, and that's the way it's going. Who knows chunks, where it comes from? There's huge chunks of okay, so like my friends in Canada, like that I talked to, I had a discussion with them about racism, and they were like, you know what, you guys kind of keep that going because it's such a huge thing in the media. Causes like if uh, if a cop kills a, a, a young man or something happens, if he's black, they put it out there in a race thing so that everyone riots. But if a white kid gets killed by a cop, they don't put it as white kid killed by a cop. They because what we do in America is we kind of like drive the racism. Whereas like in Canada, if you go to Canada, they don't really think of race as much. I know they have a problem with Indians there, mm-hmm. but they don't think about race as much as it's not driven. And I was talking to a guy. You mean like the, I the, met, the media driving? It. Yeah, like media driving it. Up there we, and, we drive well, it. Well, Sharpton's um, another thing too. It's an interesting thing. I, I, I talked to or not talked. I read a thing yeah. on on Sharpton. A lot of the, the I didn't realize this, but a lot of the, the people, they, they, all the shootings are going on. Yeah. The, the daughters or families of these people, they're like, we didn't want him no, around here. No, we don't. Here. We don't like. They said, we don't want him around here. I, and he's showing up and, and he's getting he, TV time. Yeah, he, he shows that's up what with they the were saying. He shows I mean, up with the camera. That's like what if, they were saying. These people were saying. So it, it is disheartening when you hear that kind of stuff. Yeah. But you're right, Tara. I see what you're saying because of the riots. Okay, so for example, when Jordan Miles was had his incident here in Pittsburgh, you know, a lot of people did rally. And the thing with me is like, I'm really big into civil rights and, and uh, race relations, but I'm also not anti anyone. I'm right. more in the middle. So I try to live more like Martin Luther King than Malcolm X. And and the thing is, I think with a lot of these situations with Al Sharpton, it is where the cameras is. It's where the money is. Jesse Jackson showed up at Ferguson and they booed him away and they mm-hmm. told him to leave. And it was like one of the first times where uh, the, the, the black community just stood up to them and said, stop making us look bad because every time you guys come around and you say these demands it's not what we want we're asking for something else we're trying to be peaceful and of course you have your weirdos who do the crazy riots and stuff right Mm -hmm. but you know uh, america also has like huge chunks of the country that are not city like we're talking you go like 30 40 miles outside of the city there's these people who don't know the culture you know and i joke about it like if i'm doing a show out in the outskirts somewhere i'll tell them Yo, you probably didn't see this many black people since you accidentally turned on BET. Because that's, <laughs> you accidentally turned on Minister Society, and that's what you think it is, and it's really not. So it's, I feel like the country is getting a lot better. I meet a lot of people who move from the outskirts into different cities and right. stuff, and they're like, man, I didn't know life was like this. Um, I just met a guy who grew up in Africa, uh, moved to uh, uh, America. He, he lived in Georgia, and he, um, he joined the military. And he was telling, yeah. and where he's from, it's he speaks French, and uh, the part of Africa he's from west was uh, 
colonized by the French. And he was explaining to me that they just kind of live like the Europeans. They just see each other. It wasn't, he said, where he's from, it wasn't a, a situation of racism. He said when he moved here, it was completely different in America because he said, wow, this country's really driven off of race so much. And I think it's because we have, we need more time to catch up because like it just ended like 40 50 years ago mm-hmm. and you still have those old roots of those people who are like the south will rise again kill them all and those I people think it's, i think yeah i i i it is evolving yeah i think they have to give our country a little bit of credit like i said it's oh, not yeah. I if mean, you I'm look not. at europe like i said what they're doing you know come on throwing bananas and stuff this is only about two weeks ago yeah for so sure. i'm saying and you, that part you know, of that would England not be is... that would no they would not stand for that in the United States, no. and uh, but I think Terrence, what's hopefully it's hard to say because evil is evil. That's yeah. evil, you know. And, you know, will that be stamped as evil ever going to end in the world? No, there's there we're, there's a there's good and evil out there. And the the, the trip, but hopefully it'll get to the point where I think we're seeing more multiracial, you know, uh, society more and more and more, yeah. and and maybe that'll help. That's what I love. Those get people that mend that fence for the some of the more ignorant or arrogant people. In other words, they'll they'll meet people from different cultures and say, "Oh, well, it's just different traditions and different cultures, yeah. and it's kind of and it's, they're, they're actually great traditions and are actually wonderful mm-hmm. and interesting." They're, they're, you judge a person on their soul or part and who they are yeah. and their character, not on something in your head that's messed up. It, you know, that's the thing; it's all something in their head ahead of time that's messed up. You it's everywhere. Oh, the most racist people, probably from any country, are the ones that have zero interaction with the people that they hate. Exactly, it's it. It's, it's in their head. It's exactly. that they don't live an, with them, they don't work with them, they don't see them every day. Yeah, it's just, an see them on TV, and it is. It's an imaginary. That's thread. my it's first evil. serious book, by the way. I just <laughs> imaginary. Yeah, evil. it's going to be on race, and it's going to be on racism. <laughs> it's going to Jim Crent, the imaginary evil. evil race, and then I'm I will tour it. around on BET into a book tour. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why. That's why Louis C.K. talked about mild racism. He said, "I grew up in the '70s, and racism was a lot different." Yeah. And he was joking on like it's the culture. There's a lot of people I met who back then um you know some of them were for civil rights some of them were against it and you meet these like grandparents of people crazy to be like against yeah it. it's crazy you meet <laughs> these you meet these i mean even jfk at first was against it you meet these grandparents of people that i know who did not interact with black people and hated black people yeah. and they didn't know why they hate them the most and then their grandkid brought home a, a black man and now they have black grandkids and it's a complete culture shock to them now because now they get it. They're, and I think that's the beautiful thing about the evolution in America is some people are starting to blend and they get it. Like you said, these cultures, pretty soon we're going to be like Brazil. And if you look at Brazil, Brazil, they're just Brazilian. And I think Dave Chappelle had the funniest joke about it. He said, uh, I'm I'm what they call the new black. He's on three quarters black. It's like my mom was uh, part white and she's black. And he said, um, so I married a Filipino. And uh, our kids is Puerto Rican somehow. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's so funny. He said the world's going to be bad. I think I, was, like, I, can't, yeah, I think I pictured it perfectly. I was on. I was driving, and I stopped at a stoplight, and I saw on the side uh, a man with a do rag on, white man, skinny man, <laughs> mm-hmm. with a do rag that had a Confederate flag on it. Yeah. <laughs> but he was pushing a baby carriage with a black baby in it. 
Oh, <laughs> oh wow. my God. And I just was like right there, just encapsulates. <laughs> just like, Put it in an art yeah, gallery. That's it. That's by Mike Sasson. <laughs> yeah, but it's just. It was, uh, Mike Sasson. But it's just Mike like you said. Mike Sasson's America. Yeah, right yeah. there. That's right. That's, 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 that's 2015. Right there. He's holding on to old, but he's pushing Jamal. And it's just like, <laughs> that's my sequel book. That's my sequel Pushing Jamal. <laughs> pushing Jamal. That's my second book. Yo, After yeah. my first well, one when I put best seller. Why do you the losing side on the flag? There were only a country for like the Confederate States of America was only like three or four years. It's like, you know, still hanging on to the USFL. <laughs> <laughs> They're number one. They lasted three or four yeah, years. I love them. They think, you know, we're going to like, come back and win. They're 18, <laughs> what, they 61 to 65. That it's, was a flag. It's over. That and bring, it's been over for 150 years. Now yeah. you just break me up. Who owns the rights to the Confederate flag? I know. Because, like, it's you, Boss you think, Hawks. <laughs> okay, Boss <laughs> Hawks. Does he get all that cash? <laughs> it's even crazier <laughs> when you see it in Pennsylvania. Like, you no. were on the right, you lived on the right side of the war. <laughs> Why it, are you associating with the, the losers? Maybe? <laughs> That's it, crazy. You, well, you, you know, you can think about it. Someone, if you print a t shirt and sell it, with a, an image on it, like with Marilyn Monroe's on a t-shirt, someone owns the rights. They own the yeah, someone, yeah, Who estate. owns the rights to the Confederate I wonder flag. if the Klan does. You know they have an LLC. Like if you call them. What are you funny, President I Obama? Call. I bought it 10 years ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, very lucrative. Uh, good move on my board. Um, yeah. That's like when Brian Bosworth printed the shirts that much. said Bosbusters. That yeah. would be, like, that'd be yeah. the same uh, thing. I got the that. Boss. Boss. It was between <laughs> Bosbusters uh, and the flag. Stone uh, Cold. Flag. That movie. That's that's yeah, an well, American movie, you know right? What? It, come, it, it all, but it's, it's, it comes from the you know generation before because children. You look at kids; are all innocent, right? Exactly. You know, when I was a kid, I go down to Florida, Dade County. My aunt and uncle lived, and we'd stay for three, four months at a time. I go down and visit them for a few. I was like 11, 12, 13 years old, and my best buddy was was this kid Earl. It was a mixed neighborhood, black, white, you know, in a uh, Cuban people, Mexican, and. Uh, so me and Earl were best friends, and but I'm twelve, you know, eleven, twelve, thirteen. We were, and, and uh, so you start thinking. I look back at that, I think, you know, you don't. There's nothing like. There's no anything. It's, there's no uh, uh, animosities. Uh, but that comes from as you get older, you hear start hearing yeah. people mm-hmm. say these put in your head. racist things, horrible things. And I, you know, I think obviously it comes from then that previous generation. Of, oh, it so it's handed down. From people, but it's going to take the strength of people to be smart enough yeah. that when it's handed down, even from you know people you know or, or whatever, or listen to and other things to say that's fucking stupid shit that yeah. you learn and you got to cut. It's got to be cut and stopped. Because, the new because era. of because of the fact you know I know different. Yeah. I've seen different. You're, you're full of shit. <laughs> you <laughs> assholes. Yeah, I mean, and it really, has to be that blatant. It has to be that. Like no, you yeah. are full. Don't be nice about it. In your don't mind. be like, well, you know everyone say, has you a. Say, at least you say it in your are mind. Full of shit. Yeah, in your mind, yeah. you just say that guy's full of shit. Yeah, and it's not true. I have a, a you know experiences that are completely different as you grow, and you, you then you evolve into you know. I think a, a, it's a richer life because you open yourself up to to all you know different people. Like you said, there's a, there's prejudice against all the cultures yeah. in different ways. You know, there you open yourself to all people. And it's about connection. Our whole lives are about connection. That's what the world is. That's the way humanity is. That's the, you know. The newer generations are. The newer generations are. On a spiritual level. That's what I'm (laughs) getting. He's writing all these books. Well, I got it on my head. (laughs) He's copywritten copywritten three different books. Right. After uh, Pushing Jamal (laughs) becomes the number one (laughs) and a movie. We have to find that guy again to put the picture up there. Yeah. (laughs) After Pushing Jamal, which becomes number one and a movie, the guy will be played by Robert De Niro, by the way. (laughs) 
can't buy Jalen Smith. Then I'll go into then I'll go into this Deepak Chopra thing. More in a spiritual level. Pushing Jamal is going to be the story about when Jimmy found me in Wilkinsburg. Yeah, that's that's going to be pushing Jamal. Oh my gosh, still a classic. We could recreate that photo. Yeah, we can. We'll get some heat from people saying we're stealing from Sandra Bullock in the blind side. We'll make that. We have broad shoulders. We could take the heat. We'll make it work. Yeah, you know what, Jimmy? You had a good point where you're saying the newer the newer cultures are um you know it's the the older generations it's really the old man and those people are still alive and they kind of implanted it yeah and like uh the the generation of the the baby boomers had to deal with it and now it's kind of like once the older generations start to dwindle down the newer generations that now know more are going to make things it kind of gets diluted through yeah, the time. That's it's what it not is. Not as a strong concentration. But it's I think a little th- less. The thing is, is that the, you missed there. out on the entire generation of people making Polish jokes. You missed it. <laughs> I, was, I was at the very. I was <laughs> at the end of it. I was. Yeah, they died somewhere in the mid '80s, so I have a a, a, a recollection of them the child very early on, and then they just kind of died out. Like we moved on and the started. We hated somebody on. else. Yeah, exactly. yeah. They used to be big in the they in the 70s. were huge. There, were, there were books. Dedicated completely to Polish jokes. Why does it yeah, take yeah. eighteen <laughs> Polish yeah, people it. to go to the movies? <laughs> because the sign says seventeen and under, not admitted. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's My favorite so one. I'm half Polish, by the way, out there. I'm half Polish. Remember, there was a book. That you had the book at the old, the old office. Remember, it was like a, a joke book that was yes. like all Italian and Polish jokes yes. or whatever. Yeah. It's so funny. I think the Pope wiped it out. I'm not sure. But I'm thinking Pope the Vatican. Oh, yeah, yeah but he was Polish. <laughs> he wiped it out. Remember Mike Shashevsky? was one of the two. I think <laughs> that had enough power Mike to wipe Shashevsky. those out. He just said no Shashevsky more. Shashevsky had no enough power Polish Polish to get rid of the Polish <laughs> To get rid of the Polish jokes. jokes. No Polish He's Polish influential. Yeah. yeah, it was a mask. Good, because those two were Good together. taste got rid of Polish jokes. <laughs> America, <laughs> fuck yeah. Hack, some hack comics got rid of it. Like, yeah. Yeah, so eventually yeah. somebody just, can you imagine being the comic that made a living off Polish jokes and then in the 80s you're going to the VFW and all of a sudden just crickets. The entire hey, 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 Pollock's in here. Hey. <laughs> he said, hey. I'm nothing. Hey. Come on now. That's my favorite. <laughs> Y'all ever see a Polish dude? <laughs> Y'all ever see a Polish man and he be making a difference? Come on now. <laughs> but my black son. <laughs> no, I'm Polish sides. I always like how the racist comic always defends himself with, you know, that one comic that's some certain racist this joke so I'm going to always depend. I uh, insult everybody equally. Yeah, so yeah I get yeah. everybody. Bullshit. You're racist. It's fucking bullshit, right? <laughs> you kidding me? With a heavy yeah, concentration no, on more. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I insult everyone. everyone I spent fifty really? minutes on one, then really? ten minutes I disperse yeah, it between yeah. everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> I and tell when, one when, Japanese joke. Everyone. When do, yeah, when do you get to the New <laughs> Zealand the last people? Time a Japanese joke that I know. The only time, the last time a Japanese joke worked that I saw. Actually, this is messed up. But there was a dude in the audience who didn't speak English that I was performing in. And he was, he was Japanese. And his friends brought him to the show. He went to, like, Pitt or something. And I brought him on stage. It's and the I guy stu- from Monty Python. Yeah. <laughs> he thought it was. I brought him on stage, and I stood back to back with him and said, look, y'all, it's Rush Hour 4. That was the only time <laughs> that shit worked, and it killed. But that's, that's the only time. That's good. Did he get it? Oh yeah, nice. I, then I started speaking a little bit of Japanese. I knew, and he was excited. I had a, a Japanese oh, wow. neighbor who uh, uh, barely could speak English for a while. My one uh, neighbor, he's he's really great, and his wife and, and kids they travel around a lot with his job, so they have to rent the house out there. And, and, but I watched. I dude, people were 
from foreigners, there is some racism shit, man. I oh, saw yeah, it, dude. like, in a weird way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's just unbelievable. You know, and he's, like, the sweetest, kindest people you yeah. could ever meet in your life. They would do anything for you. I like, hate you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah for no reason. crazy. I acting, know. acting a certain way or saying certain you things. Ain't from around <laughs> here, boy. <laughs> what? During like, 9-11, my uncle had and, to deal with all kinds of shit. Oh, my God. And I don't mean, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's really, oh, yeah. But, but it's just weird. It's, it's just the... You know, I'm not, I'm not talking about the comedians when we joke around and stuff like this. Yeah. St. Paul said, I, read, I love St. Paul. Even if you're not religious, it's great writings. It's written on your heart. You know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If someone's joking and so you can read, you can read right through it, man. It's, mm. it's really revealing. Here at No Restrictions, we hold hands. Hey, man. The whole show. Beautiful. <laughs> yes. It's beautiful no, naked. I, that, and I'd say many times, and proudly, Mike is on my lap. <laughs> I've said it many He tried times. me, but too big. Too big. Yeah. Lake fell asleep. I fit, the, I fit the best in the lap. I thought so. It's like a glove. I love it. Yo, but there's times where, like, you know, the thing that I like about being involved in comedy is we take some of the hardest things and we just make fun of it. And we... We laugh at it. That's why communities are needed. And right? Yeah, the we vent, are needed. We make the, the world hell like a better. Like I always think about it. One Grand Torino was mm-hmm. one of the funniest movies I ever seen in my life, and I don't even think it was supposed to be that funny. The Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah, but oh, like, he had some lines in it. Oh, he had some Clint straight Eastwood like racist make, lines. That, but, he, but Clint made it. But it was you know, funny. Yeah, it, no, because he, 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 he played. He played himself, but he played. The old guy we always see at a Moose Lodge or mm-hmm. or a VFW, and he yeah. didn't even know that he was hateful. That's why I love that movie because it was like towards the end he realized, yo, all these years I knew absolutely nothing about nobody. Mm-hmm. I just been this bitter old man who was so old school. My family doesn't even love me, mm-hmm. and here I've bonded with this Asian family that I didn't know that long. Yeah. Yeah. And we all know that guy, that Clint Eastwood guy. He he had a joke on it that was funny as hell too. Did you hear it? No, he's in it like the moose eyes drinking paps with, <laughs> with some other veterans, and he said a black guy, an Asian, and a Mexican walk in a bar, and the bartender said, "Get the fuck out!" <laughs> nah. What? Right. And they're dying. They're laughing at it. I'm like, yeah. oh. I always think it must have been really easy to be at make comedy back then. We just did, oh, just tell stupid Polak jokes the whole time. <laughs> yeah, make, live in a big mansion, put in yeah. fake Chinese teeth and yeah. run around like that's all you get. Ten minutes. You got ten minutes. I got ten. I got ten minutes of that of the teeth. Uh, Yo, I know. the fake Chinese teeth. I forgot all about that, man. That's horrible. <laughs> the whole fake got... Chinese teeth went out at the, at the end of his closer. He's like, "What am I gonna do now? Closer's gone." Dude, yeah, you gotta think. <laughs> comedy had to be hard back then because, like, for about three hundred years, there was so many black jokes on because of slavery, mm-hmm. and they they like made characters and cartoons. They even had them in like Looney Tunes and Disney. And then once yeah, like yeah. Well, that the style was the comedy. jive talking crows. Well, yeah, yeah, well, the yeah. style of comedy changed from uh, that slapsticky stuff, and then all of a sudden. The Borscht Belt, you know, yeah. I had food fit for a king. Hey, king, hey, king. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that joke is still funny. And then what am I, went to shit? observation. <laughs> that's a good one. the personal stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, that? I love it. <laughs> but but that's true. It went to uh, personal personal observation he went to. And when it got more real in the boom, the birth, I remember when I was doing it, and uh, I remember a comedian, a couple of guys, you know, uh, like, you know Leno and those guys like that, saying this is the this is the rock and roll. You're in the middle of the renaissance of the rock and roll gym of radio. It's born. Ra- I'm sorry, ra- ra- uh, comedy. It's born right now. The comedy club era is the yeah. is the rock and roll. This is a birth of something new. It's true. Where comedy clubs are all over the country, mm-hmm. and they weren't like that ever before. Mm-hmm. And that is 
you know, I'm a product of that generation of the comedy clubs, generation of that era, the rock and roll era, which is a cool, which was a fun era, a fun time. And all these Bill Hicks and all those guys came out of that era. But uh, that got a, that's where that style comes from, though. It, it just be, it changed right you there. You had to. There, that decade in the 80s, that's when comedy changed. Comedy is a big part of American culture. From Borscht Belt. Then the uh, slight observation was coming in a little bit, and then Pryor was obviously the king, uh, uh, which was you know completely another level of all this. But then there was the rock and roll era of comedy, which was the eighties. That's where it changed. I wish I, I was think. there. It no, was a, it, I always you are in a way. It's still the great. comedy clubs there, but this was when it was new, which was crazy. I mean, you go to clubs, and I remember doing a club in North Carolina, <laughs> and there was a line up two blocks long. To, to, I was headlining. It was to see me. They don't know who I am, right? Just because it's the club. That's who's selling, not me, the club and the concept. That's how big that concept was then. Wow. There's a line three wow. blocks to see me on a Tuesday night. Wow. That's what I'm talking about. By Saturday, it's crazy. Man. People are scalping tickets to see these shows. That's just crazy. This it is the 80s. unreal. It's in the 80s. Man, we have to work full time. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, now thanks to no, Instagram, <laughs> now thanks to Vine and Instagram, people would rather just watch seven second videos and not leave their house. The comedy club line is like five people going to a four hundred. Yeah, well, yeah. with the improv in different places, the the ones that knew how to run things, and that was the actual the model was came yeah. from the improv and the comedy stores and places like in Catch and Rising Star New York. That's the <laughs> models of the whole thing came from. They survived <laughs> because they were able to figure out, you know, they knew how to run it. There was certain quality. But it was getting to the point, don't forget, now, you, okay, you see uh, uh, Charlie Goodnights, which is still around, by the way. It was, mm-hmm. it was in uh, Carolina where Duke Raleigh. is. I remember it was Raleigh. And uh, that was a good club, particular club I'm talking about. But you saw these lines and everything. But remember now, there are four clubs in every city, though, and it's in every club selling out. Pittsburgh had four full-time rooms. Wow. Wednesday through Sunday, I'm talking. And everyone was headlining each club, okay? So you could work in Pittsburgh, stay home, even if you're a road club for a month, easy. Could do in these clubs or come back and forth and be around. Point I'm making is, after that, everybody wants in on it, so you start seeing, like, I'm like, and I did them, and I starting out. Like, a Mexican restaurant by during the week, comedy club in the weekend. You know, yeah. It's like, all of a sudden, it just changes hands to, everybody went in the act, in other words. So there's like 12 or 14 clubs, <laughs> which happened to be weekend clubs. So it was a crazy time, but it developed a lot of comedy. The you got a lot of hunts. stage time. I got thousands of hours of stage wow. time because of it. That was the blessing. I like the but, names of those old clubs that are like oh, Chuckles, still Chuckles, Chuckles. Chuckle Hut. I worked at Giggle I got, House. I, I, I wish I Jackals. Kept, wish I kept the t-shirts, guys. I worked so many of them, man. I worked Funny Farm Tickles. 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 Tickles was a chain. I'll be at Tickles this week. Yeah. I'll be at Hyenas. This is a cool. Is a, yeah, it was a chain, man. Tickles is when I was in. Uh, I was in. Uh, Tickles. Tickles. Warren, Ohio. Or Youngstown, Ohio. Youngstown, Ohio. With this really funny acting, Danny Stortz and Jimmy J.J. Walker. Good time. Dino Mike. Dino Mike guy. And that is when I got a knock on my door. And it was fucking Leon Spinks in his underwear and a T-shirt knocking on my door at a hotel. And I opened up and go, yeah? He goes, where the ass machine? <laughs> <laughs> I said, right down the hall. <laughs> Thank you. 
I'm like, holy shit, that's Leon Spinks. That is wow. so funny. Yeah, I go down to the front desk. Leon Spinks staying here? Yeah, he's here for like a week doing a promotion. <laughs> how often, how many times you get to hear, have Leon what? Spinks asking you where the ice machine is? He, but he, he picked your door. He went to my, knocked on it. Do you it, think he went to like Ford straight and people just opened the door and went, home. ah! Just closed the door. No one was home. <laughs> Probably. This was like a. Because he had on teeth. The weird thing was, this was like a Motel 6 kind of vibe. This was not like, you know what I mean? This is not like some. Crazy hotel, like a window. No, I'm like the MC or Motel something. Six in Youngstown. <laughs> You're not expecting this. You'll never you don't know. Who yeah, you'll meet. Yeah. You don't. Motel yeah, Six in Youngstown. It was like Motel Two. It wasn't even. the Hilton in Cleveland, maybe. Son, but the Motel Six in Youngstown. He said Motel Two. It's connected to the Tickles Comedy Club. That's, uh, what this is. That's where you tickles. get tickles. I had. <laughs> You get tickled, then you go to Motel 6 with Leon Spinks. We'll deliver your ice. I had this this one club that was so mobbed up, so mobbed up. The dude, you don't question him. Everyone told me, said, just don't question his fucking owner. That's the one I told you, the Boom Boom Mancini guy. Oh, they they interrupted everyone to tell you. In the middle of this, yeah, in the middle (laughs) of my set, I'm killing this. It's it's really going well. And he goes, walks up on stage, Boom Boom Mancini just lost the Living Stone Bramble, whatever. And Craig was screaming, that guy. But at the end of the week, he's paying me my, you know, headline. I'm probably making like $250, $300 or something. Who knows what it is? It's like a little, it was actually an old Winkies or some kind of. <laughs> Winkies. Kind of like, yeah, it was like a burger joint that turned into a Winkies. comedy club. And I remember going, yeah, $40 short. He goes, he picks up some traveler's checks from some lady. Not even him. It was like some lady's traveler's checks who paid him. He goes, you take traveler's checks? I go, yeah. <laughs> he gave me traveler's checks. That is awesome. <laughs> I called a comic the week before was there. He paid him with a lamp. Oh, <laughs> at least you got traveler's he checks. Fell short I'll take with, traveler's checks over a lamp. He fell short and paid him with a lamp. Yeah. He gave him money, but on top of that, he got a lamp. Man. That's what he told me. Yeah, I got paper travel shit. He goes, I got a fucking lamp. What? Here's a picture of Leon yeah, Spinks. Like $30, yeah. $40 yeah. short. And he said, take that lamp. This is an ice bucket from Leon Spinks. <laughs> I love him. He signed it. <laughs> yeah, that was, but anyway, as I digress, it's crazy. I, I, fun. I'm trying to think of the worst. Fun, but the worst. We're, we're, uh, we'll go, T. We're oh, no, going to wrap the show pretty soon. Yeah. No, you're good. Uh, well, I just wanted to add more stories because I didn't know if it got too serious talking about the other shit. So. Ah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, once in a while. Just in case, you had, cut, in case you had to cut some you shit. Know. I didn't want people to be like, oh, oh what, who put a damper on the goddamn show? Podcasting. <laughs> it's very cloudy in there. And then I'm like, that's racist. Because it's cloudy. <laughs> it's dark. Podcasting. This week on the Jim Cran No Restrictions podcast. A very special. A very special. Racism in America. Jim Cren <laughs> tackles Jim Cren's front line. Side, comes out today on Cren line. Jim, well, Jim Racism Cren. Yeah, bringing America. up the four people that just like. Is it real? Can you imagine like us on Nightline. It is like, real. Just, like they bring on racism. Just yes. like bring us four. We just crap on it. Like, I wish I had the voice. Why are they talking that. about Leon Spinks? Yeah, I <laughs> wish I had that. I wish I had that uh, front line guy voice. You know the. Jim Crin on racism today on Frontline, and he deals with Leon Spinks and his book Pushing Jamal. All next. <laughs> I don't have that voice. Now. I have to write the forward. Yeah, you, <laughs> gotta, write the forward. you gotta write the forward. Sometimes. So what, are say, what, are you, what are you gonna wrap up on? Sorry, T. We're gonna oh, sing I'd... a song. No, no, I no we're gonna wrap up. I should have been like, some, someday <laughs> you <laughs> come <laughs> and you like, lean on me. And then when you're not strong, strong, I'll be your friend. friend. I'll help you carry.
And then Morgan Freeman come out. Mr. Sands, pull up your pants, son. God damn it, Mr. Sands, you smoke crack, don't you? <laughs> we had a guy. We had a, when I was at UConn, we had a guy who was taking a visit from East Side High. Oh. All we, he didn't come because all we did was make fun of him. <laughs> we yeah. sat there and be like, you smoke crack? Crack kills your brain cells. It kills your brain cells. He's like, I'm not coming here. I'm coming. I'm East Side. Did you see Morgan Freeman this week came out and like screaming about marijuana and how he's had Oh, yo, he's been going nuts. Realize it straight across the board. They, yeah. Yeah. First of all, then yeah. he, say, he said um, he went on the Everyone's media. Go legal. He said legal. fuck the media because of race, the stuff they do uh, with the racial stuff. Yeah. He said fuck the media because he's getting older. He don't give a he shit about care. nothing no more. He doesn't have to. He's like, fuck the media, son. <laughs> and you know what else? Fuck you. And he's like, I like smoking weed. He was like, what? He said some wonder, most wonderful things. And I'm, I'm like, I wonder if he was high when he was doing half the movies he narrated. Because you don't see him. He's probably sitting with his bong. <laughs> the march of the burnout is a very, very serious and tedious march. The burnout travels 1,500 miles to find a bag of Doritos and, and a burrito in a convenience store. As I came outside, I saw it. And I saw a big tub of weed. I said, I have to take that weed. I don't want to smoke it <laughs> because I'm God. <laughs> Mating ritual, dealing with patchouli and sweat socks. Do you, you, you think there's a moment when your accountant does call you and just be like, uh, sir, you officially have fuck you money. Um, so if you'd like to tell anybody to go fuck themselves, you're officially there. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It's yeah. a bad movie called The Gamblers, one of the worst fucking movies in the last 10 years. <laughs> With uh, Mark Wahlberg's in it. Don't rent it. Don't get it. Or don't dema- on demand it. It sucks. Oh, the new Will Smith movie? Fucking just forget that movie. Is just it that gloss bad? gloss over it. Don't even, don't even think about it existing. It's so fucking bad. There's an hour in it where you're sitting there going, am I even watching a movie? God, I, 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 I dazed off for a while. It's so fucking bad. There's what is no, this? There's that, not what, even a what's plot. it called? Touch that one? Touch, I think, or something. Yeah, so whatever his last one is. It's it that bad. Sucks. Wow. If Margot Jimmy Robbie says sucks. it sucks, it's bad. Yeah, I'm a huge Will Smith fan. <laughs> I love his. Yeah, I love all his movies. From, uh, I got it. The blonde from the Leo DiCaprio the, movie. Margot Robbie, I think. She, Robbie. She's hot as. Oh, she's false. hot. She plays uh, Harley Quinn. Yeah. She's fucking in the awesome, new Suicide man. Squad. But yeah. the, the, the movie just not hot enough. No. I'm trying to find some value. Can I just look at her for an hour? That's about it. Turn the sound down and look at her. That's it. Man, you could Google her. The movie sucks. The, the 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 one with Mark Wahlberg. Oh my God, it's so fucking bad. There's like no <laughs> real redeeming value. Doesn't to it have it. a bald wow. John Goodman? But, in it? Yes, but that's the part. There was a line in there because <laughs> he's a gambler, good. right? It's the gambler thing where he mm-hmm. damn, but he says, uh, "Oh shit, Omar's goes, in you know that what? movie." Yeah, yeah, Omar's in it. It's yeah. Noir. And he goes, uh, you know, and Goodman. I love Goodman. Is that oh, line? He goes, line he goes, you know, he says, you know what uh, you messed up with? And he goes, what? He goes. You had fuck you money. And he goes, what's that? He goes, that's when someone says, hey, you, you should do that. You have to do that. You say, fuck you. And he goes, the whole line, like 10 minutes spill with fuck you money. is It's awesome. Somebody says, hey, you got to leave your house. They fuck you. He just keeps going on. Like, he goes, he goes $2 million? That's fuck you money. Because he said that's the number he had to hit as a gambler. He goes, you got rid of your fuck you money. And so, but I love that line. John Goodman's the man. He is. He, he's a really good actor. That, so both good. those movies suck? I'm glad yeah, I'm going to see that I, shit. You know, Wahlberg's. I like Wahlberg. I think he's done a ton of good movies, man. I, I love that. How do you uh, get that many good people in a Yeah, Omar. How do you have great John actors? Goodman. Mark Wahlberg's Wahlberg, a great actor. All those guys. I like it happens, I know. How I do just, you get this these, this talent and have such a... And, and they have to read the script. When they're reading the script, it must make sense. And they all agreed to do it. I don't know how a movie... Maybe it's... At some point, it didn't come together or whatever. They missed something. It's just... The characters is so... You know, bad and 
just you don't there's no like there's no likable quality to the characters like the to the lead character but the the will smith movie is even worse it had no plot nothing i could it made no sense no realistic sense whatsoever in that movie <laughs> did I, will smith run real fast at any point did yeah he he did he in every like, movie he movies. runs really fast yeah, him, him and omar epps are always running tom yeah. cruise <laughs> tom cruise <laughs> is always running yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. he's he's one of those <laughs> always know. running john travolta always dances yeah, Yo, he literally does. Even point. when he was an angel and Michael, he's dancing. Even if it's just a couple moves, he'll dance in and every Denzel movie. Denzel yeah, yeah. has to erupt. He's calm, and they, they ever since training day, they, they, they oh, yeah, get he's calm throughout a whole movie. Then at some point, plays it cool. Calm. Until one they point. got nothing on me. I, I yeah. love that. Yeah. Him right. and Al Pacino in a movie would be he erupts. Who's erupting? I mean, that, have those Slow two burns. eruptions? Oh, God, erupts. Yeah, the, you know what? Al Pacino's the king of rants. Remember, he was like. What was that movie? Um, the, the the devil, Devil's Advocate. Yeah, and he yeah. goes on a rant like, yeah. "Oh, humans don't understand vanity, <laughs> your greatest sin." Yep, exactly. And I could I could imagine Denzel and him doing that though. Yes. Could you imagine a dual slow rant? Just a dual rant because Denzel does. You know, he starts off like he, he goes like, slow and he gets stronger. Yeah, yeah, because he started off like. Oh, I'm gonna put cases yeah. on all you bitches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? In, yeah. <laughs> you think you could do this to me? Yeah. <laughs> so he's got that the co- little inner confidence and like that little yeah, smile. Like, I'd be th- oh, have yeah, Al Pacino yeah, and Den- Denzel Washington now. get mad because someone messed up their order at Denny's. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah but I, 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 like I specifically, I specifically asked for pancakes and you brought out waffles. I specifically <laughs> asked you for pancakes. It's not a grand slam. <laughs> it's not. I I asked. <laughs> Yo, I'm out of order. This Denny's is out of order. <laughs> it's out of order. It's not a grass. <laughs> and then just yins are late. I'll get you something else, sweetie. I'm out of here. <laughs> if I would have known you would have messed up on my order, I would have went to Bob Evans. Okay. Bob Evans ain't got shit on me. <laughs> That's me. That's right. That's right. Oh, man. It was a fun show, everybody. Um, we got a little serious. That's all right. Every once in a stay, while, stay peaceful. Every people. once in a while, you got to take steer a little serious. You got a little. It's podcasting, right? You're I give, learning. About I give you all hugs. We, we touch on all the big subjects. We still made y'all laugh though. In between, I hope you laughed a shit. few times and then got serious about my book, Pushing Jamal, which will be coming out. <laughs> That's my second book. That's the second book. I can't remember the name of my first book, Mike. You remember? We have to. Oh shit! Like we got to rewind it or something like that. Yeah, I'm gonna write it down when I listen, listen to the podcast. To the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but like Jimmy, this is the book is, name. It's gonna be a big hit anyway. Two books are coming out. That's all you need. Two to books know. are coming three. out. Second there was three books. Oh, three, three books. I guess. Actually, there was four. It's the spiritual one. The spiritual end. one. Yeah, yeah, you did another I one too. Deepak, and then there's one more. In there Jimmy too. and Saint Paul. Yes. <laughs> Jimmy yes. reads passages from Saint Paul. That is. Then yeah. That is just my book on tape. Could you imagine Morgan Freeman reading pushing Jamal? Yeah. As he found a young man, he found a black man. It was a young baby. It wasn't a man yet. I'm sorry. I've been smoking weed. Jim Grant pushed Jamal. It's amazing what you see on the streets of Etna. Jim Grant pushed Jamal for 1,500 miles through wind, snow, and rain because he was high. Then they'll have a kid's version with the illustration of Jimmy pushing Jamal. Pushing Jamal was not an easy effort for Jim Grant. Young Jamal, Jimmy 15. got lots of weird looks because of young Jamal. 
And Jimmy fought all those looks <laughs> with the power of good. <laughs> you know, he was wearing the, the Confederate flag bandana. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, it's the bandana. Confederate flag bandana. No, I thought it was a do rag. It's a do rag. It's a do rag with the cape out. With the yeah. It was. It was the cape out with the, oh, really? out with the, with the Confederate flag on it. Oh, formal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was going to a job crap. interview. That's <laughs> called a wedding look, Mr. Thassen. People cost you when you hear that's called a formal look, Mr. Thyssen. Yeah, this guess com- he never wore a tuxedo, man. This is my, this is my best man. That's why yeah. I'm taking Yeah. Him. I guess you smoke crack, don't you, boy? Yeah, yeah I guess. They're going to do a rag with a cape out with a Confederate flag on yeah. it. I guess he didn't. I Mr. Guess, Clark, please. Yes, he never, I guess Mike Thyssen never dressed up. That, that's, that's, that's so fucked up to he tell a kid to jump up. off. Yeah. Because what if he really did it? What's that? Oh, oh. and boy, jump. You're going to be dead in a year anyway. Well, All right. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be dead in the year anyway. But the My, best is he just to ignore it. He'd be like, uh, there's a dead fat kid on front of Stokes. And they got, because, yeah. um, I, I don't know. I don't <laughs> the the know. greatest line of all time is they said, he's like, you're crazy, Joe Clark. Because he put chains on the doors. Yeah. He said, uh, they used to call me Crazy Joe, but not to call me Batman. Because he had a bat in his <laughs> yeah. head. He threatened to beat the police chief up with a bat. What a, what oh, a, shit. I love that movie. He's a great actor, Morgan Freeman. Man. I, yeah. I, I wonder man. if he's—he is getting old. What's his next? He's movie? always been old. He's got to play the old guy. Yeah, even when he's like, like he's thirty 20. years ago, he was old. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, he was in the military in the fifties. Like, yo, he did a Listerine commercial. Yo, there's a Sammy Davis movies. Jr. movie that he's in. Yeah, he's an extra. He's and if you look in the background, he he talked about it. And I watched the clip online. Oh, it's he, long he's time drunk. Time. Really, in the background. He's he really is drunk though. And he said he's in the back talking to somebody, like being smooth or whatever. And you can see him. I, and Denzel's first movie I didn't know was Death Wish. Really? I didn't know that either. So I knew I, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, but, but not him. I didn't know Denzel, Denzel plays a mugger, and he comes out the cut, and he has his, like he has like a a, a, um, <laughs> a crowbar in his hand. And he's looking crazy, and he gets shot by Charles Bronson. Morgan Freeman, wow. man. He's doing, nah, I'm doing a movie. I will act until one movie I get to sleep with Ashley Judd. So he never gets to even kiss her. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's nine movies with Ashley Judd. Come on. Everybody. <laughs> oh man! All right. I hope everyone enjoyed the podcast. A lot of fun. Went a little extra long today. Sorry about that. God, but God, thanks. Hope you enjoyed it. And then we thank you so much for listening. It's Jim Crane, no restrictions on the Sideshow Network. Brought to us by Diversity, the Vapor Shop in Dormont, and one in Babcock and North Hills. And uh, you'll hear the ad right now for our friends at Diversity. Jim Crane, no restrictions. Thank you. Hey everybody, it's Jim Crane of Jim Crane, no restrictions. I just wanted to take the time out to thank you for listening to the show. We have a little over 100,000 subscribers now every week listening to the show. Go to SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or JimCran.com and subscribe today. And thanks again. I want to thank our, our sponsor, Diversity Vapor Shop. The Vapor Shop, Buddy Hall, makes his own flavors. They're amazing. Ships all over the United States. So if you want to try them, you're into vaping, you want to try the most unique flavors you've ever tried, go to go to diversity.com, go to jimcren.com. The link is on there, too, his website. But it's Buddy Hall, and they have a, a place in Dormont, Pittsburgh, and Babcock Boulevard, North Hills, in Pittsburgh. And they're our sponsor. Thank you, Buddy, and thank you, Diversity. If your business, whether large or small, is in need of commercial collections, choose PrimeCore Group. PrimeCore Group is a Pittsburgh-based corporate collections agency. Now, if your business is owed money, PrimeCore Group is there to help you. On a contingency basis only, 
PrimeCore Group will recover what is owed to you in a professional and trusted manner. Contact PrimeCore Group today by going to primecoregroup.com.